of the nation, uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison is on the line. Prime Minister, good morning and thank you for joining us. No, very happy to be with you, boys. Um, Pam, look, there's no doubt there has been a significant negative shift in the perception of your government, the perception of your leadership, the perception of your management of the pandemic. We now have a situation where more than 50% of the Australian population is in lockdown and just 11% of Australians are fully vaccinated. Do you still think the vaccine rollout is not a race? Well, no, I don't. I, I absolutely think we have to have the total urgency on this issue, and that's what we've been applying to it. And there's no doubt that the, the, the program has had its problems in the first half of the year. But what, what matters is that you fix those problems. And we've now uh, peaking at around a million a week of vaccines actually done. We're just shy of that. They were the figures that just came out yesterday. Uh, the Pfizer supply has jumped from 300,000 to a million a week. They were, uh, they were just being delivered just this week. Um, we are over 10 million people, that our vaccines having been delivered. And we're on track to ensure that by the end of the year, um, everyone who wants to have a vaccine will be able to have it. And that puts us from where we had hoped to be at the start of the year, when the, the, the programs were all run last year, it puts us about two months back from where we'd hoped to be. We've, we've cut, caught up several months over these last few months, uh, putting in Lieutenant General Fruin to bring a whole-of-government focus to how this was being delivered around the country has had a very big impact. And, do you, and do means... you regret saying that? Because I've got yeah, to say, yeah, in, the, in the last month, we there's been a huge shift. We see it with the texts we get, we see it with the calls we get, and we've been honest on air ourselves. Where it, it often feels like... The, 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 the national urgency that you should epitomise has just not been there. Well, first of all, when that was said by both Professor Murphy and I at the time, what we were talking about was the regulation of vaccines and ensuring that the vaccines that were being used in Australia had gone through their proper approvals authorities. Now, my political opponents and of others have tried to use that um, and look, that's what happens in politics. But the fact is, is that we have been moving with that urgency and we've been increasing that urgency. I mean, I don't think Australians wanted us to, to, to um, cut corners when it comes to the vaccines that were put in people's arms that affect their health. I think they would wanted us to have uh, followed every proper process to ensure that that was the case. It, it, and that's it, it, what it, Professor it, Murphy and I were referring to. So once they were approved, um, we've been going as fast as we possibly can and uh, getting over the problems that we've had. And the Atagi advice, obviously, on AstraZeneca was a big problem. Yeah, sure, sure. But we've been getting over that. And yeah. we're now at a million a week, just shy of that. Uh, we've got the supply that we've been able to bring forward. And uh, we went from 10 million um, a Pfizer to 20 million. Then we got that doubled again from 20 to 40 million. Then we got brought forward our supply from 300,000 a week to a million a week. And they're getting out there. Uh, the points of presence right across the country are increasing every single week with doctors, and now we're bringing on pharmacists with the supplies. So, yeah. Pimbo, which is all great, but you've got... 12, we've the, had our problems. Yeah, which is great, but, but the reason you've them. got 12 million people currently in lockdown is because you got it so wrong in the first place. How... No, I don't accept that. No, I'm sorry, I don't accept that. I mean, right now, there was no... There was under no plan. Was there any plan that said we'd be at 65%, 70% vaccination rates in this country? At no plan. There was, there, was, there was no suggestion of that. Australia was always going to be in the suppression phase of this year. I mean, right now, in Singapore, vaccination rates higher than Australia. They've gone back into lockdown. Europe, they're going back into lockdown. In the UK, they're over 65%. 94 people died yesterday. So let's... I understand that there's great frustration 
believe me, I, I feel the same frustration. And this latest Delta variant has thrown a completely new, new curveball on this issue, which every single country in the world is wrestling with. Now, we haven't got every decision right. No country has in this pandemic. But after having saved 30,000 lives, got a million people back into work, the largest ever economic support programs, which at one point were supporting three and a half million people in this country, we've got a lot of things right too, Pemba. Do we have an issue in this country, though, Prime Minister, with chain of command? Because it can sometimes look like the country is not being led from the top. Part of the problem is our federal system. We saw the other day some of the criticisms your, one of your predecessors, PM Tony Abbott, made of the national cabinet model. But it, it sometimes feels like the country is not being led. And a good example of that is two weeks ago at National Cabinet, you called in the state premiers and said, we've got to move beyond lockdowns. And here we are two weeks later, we're all locked down. Well, no, two things there, David. First of all, the national plan is actually accelerating. The fact that vaccination rates are increasing means we'll be able to get from this suppression phase to the next phase, I believe, sooner. So that plan has not changed. And in, in the coming weeks, we'll be able to define what the vaccination rates are that able, enable us to get past this suppression phase we're in, where you can get to the next one, where, you, where you're looking at hospitalisations and ICUs and that. So that, that plan continues to go forward. But the virus writes the rules. It, Delta strain is, is, is what has impacted New South Wales, Victoria, and sadly now South Australia. And while we're in that phase, then we need to use the tools that we have to try and suppress that, to protect people's health and try to preserve our economy. So that continues. The National Cabinet, if someone's got a better idea than the National Cabinet, um, which actually gets every Premier and every Chief Minister in the country together, on occasions we're meeting several times a day, we're currently meeting every week, the issue about our Federation is states are responsible for some things, federal government are responsible for others, my response is to get them in a room as regularly as we, as we need to get in that room to sort things out. You know, every Friday we do sort things out. Now, we're a federation. It worked no different under my predecessors. Um, and uh, we have met more often as a team of, of premiers, chief ministers and prime ministers than at any other time in the history of our federation. And that's the only way you can work these issues through. We all have responsibilities. We've all got to exercise them. We all have our accountabilities. We all have to be held accountable for them. You and mentioned that the path out is going to be determined in the next couple of weeks with regard to what the vaccination rate allows us to move beyond the suppression phase. Does the UK prevent provide any sort of a roadmap out then 90% of the adult population there have received a first shot two-thirds of the adult population are entirely vaccinated they've come out and had their freedom day is that a reasonable goalpost for Australia well this is why we've asked the Doherty Institute to inform us about what the levels of risk are at various levels of vaccination I mean there are few if any other countries I know other than Singapore that are actually sort of taking that scientific approach to, to understand the sort of rates you need and how you can match those against the restrictions that you can ease. And that's what we're looking to do. That, that's how we save 30,000 lives, because we had that cautious approach when it came uh, to how we manage things to ensure that people's health is in incredibly important. So we might need to go further than the UK. Well, we'll wait to see what the, the scientific evidence is on this. Um, uh, at, we'll, we'll match that with the economic advice we get through the various treasuries and, of course, our federal treasury, and we'll also look at the health system capacity because uh, that's another important factor because when you're looking at ma managing hospitalisations and things of that nature, you look at the strength of your hospital system. Now, that's one of the reasons why Australia's also done very well uh, compared to many other countries. So what I'm saying is it's, it's, it's a not one-size-fits-all for the entire world. 
um, you've got to have plans that, that are designed for Australia and for, and for very specific parts of Australia. I mean, in some parts of the country, you have, you have the capacity to you know, provide health services in a way which is different than others. We have to be very mindful of regional areas of the country, our most vulnerable communities, particularly Indigenous Australians. And I think one of the big achievements in Australia is how we've been able to ensure that, it, particularly for Indigenous communities, we've been able to keep COVID largely out of those areas. Mm. I mean, let's that was let's one talk of about regional concerns. We, we want to talk to you about regional areas, Prime Minister, because uh, quite generously, a good announcement today, Commonwealth income support is on the way for South Australian hotspots. You've declared mm. SA uh, or, or large parts of metropolitan SA and some of regional SA a COVID hotspot, meaning that people are going to get payments of $600 a week. Mm. We've got a lot of listeners in Mount Gambier, in Sejina, in Port Lincoln, in the Iron Triangle. They're in lockdown too. They're not going to derive any income over what is hopefully just a seven-day lockdown. We don't know if it's going to be extended or not yet. Why can't they get any assistance from the Commonwealth? Well, there'll be the Treasurer in South Australia will make some answers later today. The Premier and I have been working on that last night, just as I was with the Victorian Premier last week and the New South Wales Premier before that. And uh, in all of that, in both of those states, those payments go right across the state. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave that uh, to, the, to the South Australian government um, to make various announcements there. But we work together um, to ensure that we can deliver the support that's necessary. I mean, just to give you an example, uh, up in New South Wales at the moment, where the lockdown has been in place, we've already got $187 million out the door. Out the door. 388,921 claims actually paid. Um, you know, the system is actually getting the money quickly. Uh, the payments are being made at the same level as JobKeeper was in the, in the, in the December quarter of last year. It's 600 and 375. Um, it's a more targeted way of getting payments to people more quickly. We've got about a million extra people around the country have taken on a MyGov CRN, um, which is how you access the payment. Um, there'll be many people in South Australia, I have no doubt, who've never had to deal with um, um, Services Australia before, particularly for receiving payments. And you go online, that's the best way to actually process it on the 28th of July. So after the seven days of, uh, after a week, you can go online, you can make the claim. If you've lost more than 20 hours during that period, you're eligible for a $600 payment. If it's eight to 20 hours, one day a week to 20 hours, then you're eligible for a $375 payment. And uh, those, those payments have been going out the door and uh, probably more so, well, more so than any other support payment I'm aware of. And then, of course, there's the business um, challenges. And I know the state government will be speaking to that today. And uh, if, the, if, and let's hope it doesn't, um, the lockdown goes into a longer period, then we have a, a national program which shares the support for business cash flow assistance as well. Prime Minister Scott Morrison, thanks very much for joining us on 5AA this morning. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. Seven.